So good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Teleseminar. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years. And each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to PSISeminars.com where you'll find information about all of our seminars as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. Again, that's PSISeminars.com. The topic for tonight's call is how to be a number one thinker, which is something that we work with in the PSI Basic course as one of the exercises related to overcoming obstacles and achieving your goals. We do have quite a few people, hundreds on the line, and we will get to as many questions as we can. First, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. We have a very, very special guest with us this evening, Mr. Tim O'Kelly. He started this work in 1990, uh, 1988 and did all of the courses and made a decision to really make this his life's work and he became a trainer for PSI Seminars in 1991. Uh, he's quite passionate about what he does and loves this work. Tim, are you with us? Yes, I am. I am here. Thank you very, very much. Um, hello, everyone. Um, I, I am very, very excited to, to take on this topic. And, 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 and Kat, thank you for, for reaching out and, and asking me to do this. Like I said on Facebook, I'm just I'm very honored to be asked to deliver a topic that Tom Wilhite, the founder of, of PSI Seminars, and and Jane Wilhite, uh, this this concept is really, in in my opinion, the purpose for having all the courses that we have. When I would watch Tom do this lecture, um, it was literally how to become a leader, how to become a number one thinker, how to and I will go to the, the four thinkers in just a moment, but it was the root, really, of, of all these courses, of all this work, was to how to be a number one thinker, which means to be the most productive, to set goals and produce them, um, make them happen, to live a dream, to live a life that we want to live, to personal leadership. So when I was asked to do this, I just it's such an honor. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Kat and PSI Seminars. So let's get into it because we don't have a lot of time here. Well, first of all, I think we should we should describe uh, the four thinkers, and then, and like I said, spend more time on the number one. So let me run through them pretty quickly here. Um, the number four. So we'll start off with number four. Number four thinker is, is a person who, at, at whatever reason, whatever, that's not even important. At a time in their life where they just do not have any goals right now, any goals. Maybe they've accomplished a really big goal, and they're on that rest period, or they're just they're, you know, they're in that just. I'm going to hold off for a while before I set another goal. So it's not a, a good thing or a bad thing or right or wrong. It's just at that time, and I think we've all been there before, someone asks us, you know, what are our goals? Sometimes we have to think about it. So a number four thinker does not have a goal. Now, I guess the, the benefit or the value of, of not having a goal is, is when you don't have a goal, you don't have an obstacle. And when you don't have an obstacle, there's no challenge, there's no risk, there's no uncomfortable, there's no failure, which I think at some level it's why some people actually stay in that longer than they really want to because it is a very comfortable way to live. But the downside of it is is that there's, they're not accomplishing their goals. 
they're not accomplishing. And then if you understand a great concept that's in the basic course is that if we're not moving forward, you know, goals, human beings are the only goal-striving beings on the planet. You know, as squirrels don't set goals. They don't create little PLD teams and set goals of how many nuts they're going to get. They don't do that. Human beings are goal-striving beings. When we're not striving for a goal, we're not growing. And as, as many of you in the course have uh, uh, taken understand this, that if we're not growing, there's only one other place we're going is decay. So the number four thinker is in a decay process. And so they just don't achieve their big goals. So now let's move to a number a three thinker. Number three thinker is a <laughs> I love number three thinkers. I think I am one most of the time. Um, if I'm not a number one, and of course it's it's a journey. It's it's always going to be that striving to be more of a number one. And number three is a person who's got usually has a tendency to have a lot of excitement, um, a lot of, of of ideas, a lot of you know we can do this. We can write a book. We can have a house. We can do this. We can buy a new car. We can save the world. We can we can we can do we can do it all. Yet one of the problems is they're not doing it all because once they go off to get working on the goal, well, there's going to be an obstacle. There's always going to be an obstacle. I'll talk about that in just a moment. The, an obstacle hits, a challenge hits, and then they it's not smooth. It's not easy. Then they have a tendency to, to just go back and start over with another goal. But you know, I'll get that goal later. I'm going to work on that later. Right now, I've got a new goal, and so they have all these goals up here. And yet, it's the journey from starting to an obstacle and then back down again. You know, Mr. Willett used to call it spaghetti brain, because if you were to draw down on an easel, it's just these lines going everywhere. But yet, they're not accomplishing the goal. Very similar to number four, they're not accomplishing the big goal. Uh, they just go about it a different way of not accomplishing it. So let's move now to the number two thinker, which is someone who, who has a pretty good goal in mind. They're usually not the most outrageous. They're not the most, you know... They're not the wildest as, as a number three is. They're, they're pretty pretty headstrong, and, and, and they'll set a big goal. Yet, right when they set the goal, one of the first things they start to look at is what could go wrong? What are the challenges? What could happen if I go to get this goal? And they'll have a tendency to look at the obstacles more than keep their eye on the goal. They'll focus on the obstacles. And I think we all know this, that the more we focus on the obstacles, I think our obstacles get bigger. I heard this a long time ago in the courses, in one of the advanced courses, that whatever I put my energy on, whatever I put my attention on, whatever I put my focus on, actually gives it energy and it gets it bigger. That's one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned. And what the uh, number two thinker was, they'll focus on the obstacles. So pretty soon the obstacle seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger, but yet it never did. It just seems like it's getting bigger. That pretty soon it's like, no, you know what, it's best I don't get this goal. Because, you know, buying a house, putting all the money into that house and then not having a nest egg, and then what happens if something breaks down in the house, I'm not going to be able to pay for it, then my house is going to be running down, and then my wife is not going to appreciate that because I don't have the money to fix it up, and then a relationship is going to have a problem. What if she leaves and I'm not going to have a job? I could go on and on until the end of I have to eat the cat for dinner and I'm going to die if I buy this house. And that's a tendency of, of what a number two thinker is. They'll look at all the reasons why not to, and then they don't. So you got two, three, and four. So now that brings us to the point of this call, is how to be what's called the number one thinker. Okay, number one thinker is pretty simple in, in theory. So it, it, it's just very simply this, that a number one thinker understands that when I set a big goal, it's got to be bigger than me right now, or else it's not a goal. If I set something I know I can do right now that I've done before, it's what's called a task. There's no growth in setting a task. 
Now, we're going to set them. But that's very different than a goal. If we set tasks and get tasks done all day long, we are not in the growth process. And then, like I said earlier, if we're not in the growth process, there's only one other place we're going, and that's the decay process. So I know one thing I understand is that every time I set a big goal, the goal's got to be bigger than me, which means I don't know how to get it right now. I've never experienced this before. That defines a goal. So I know one thing I understand what a goal is. It's bigger than me. It's outside of my comfort zone. It's outside of my securities. It's outside of my knowingness. Now, you think, well, why would we ever want to do that? Well, that is the way to grow. Uh, you know, Mr. Willock used to talk when he would do the I am lecture. Um, and, and you can tie in the I am lecture to the, to the number one thinker. And, um, in the men's class, it was also talked about this, that when you're working with goals and you're, you're working with um, beliefs and you're working with what's important to me, well, then we got to know that the bigger the goal I set, it's almost like beginning at ground one. I don't know how to do this. And that is maturity. Mr. Will, I used to talk about that in the I Am, that animals mature physically. You know, an animal will get bigger. That's how they mature. But a human being can mature mentally. And one of the greatest ways to mature mentally is to set goals, overcome the obstacles. We just matured. We just grew. And so that's what a number, think, a number one thinker does is, is knows that I'm going to set a big goal, now that I know it's bigger than me, it's going to be uncomfortable, and there's going to be an obstacle. The obstacle is for my benefit. The obstacle is for my benefit. The obstacle is for my growth. So now let me arm myself up with a lot of tools, a lot of technology, a lot of thinking that will get me over the obstacle. A lot of people in this work, let me be careful when I say a lot of people. It has been said before by some people that how do I get rid of my obstacles? And, you know, the first thing I say is don't. <laughs> don't want to always get rid of our obstacles because our obstacles are there for us to grow. So sometimes when it's the most uncomfortable, sometimes when it's the toughest, is when we're actually growing the most. Okay? So, number one thinker, be willing to set a big goal. And now let's arm ourselves up with a way to get over those obstacles. And that's what tonight's talk is. It's how to arm ourselves up, how to get ourselves in the best position to overcome these obstacles, which will exist. Okay? So what I want to go through tonight is some of the top ways to become a number one thinker, which, again, is someone who sets goals and accomplishes them. So one of the first things that we have to discuss, and for those of you who have taken the course um, and it really doesn't matter because this is sewn into every course that we, we have. Um, it's touched on for the first time, obviously, in the basic course. It's really worked on in Science 7, the Life Success course of seven days, and then even stronger at the men's and women's class. And this, this we've got to get some degree of mastery of this concept right here to become a number one thinker, and that is responsible. Now, in the, in the basic course, we do a great, great talk and exercises on this idea of two different ways of thinking. One is that things happen to me, that it's not in my control, things happen to me, and that's called the victim side. It's a victim thinking that it's my, it, it always happens to me, the world is out to get me, it happens to me. And there's another way of thinking that is called responsible, which is not to blame by any means, it's not to blame. 
Um, I grew up with, who's, who's responsible for this? And I'd be like, ah, not me. Responsible only means that I have the ability to choose. Choice. Ability to respond. So this is the first step in getting number one thinker, which is I am responsible for my results. I am responsible for my results. Not the world, not anybody else's, but for my results. And what I'm talking about results is my emotions, my thinking, and therefore my results. I am responsible. I am accountable for my results. That's the first step. Once we get to that place, we've got a lot of it solved. Now, the interesting point about responsibility is now that we work on setting goals, what am I responsible for in the goal-setting process? This is fascinating. I love this topic because, we well, I'm responsible for all of it. Well, think about it. We're really not. We do have a responsibility, yet there's another part that has responsibility also. So let's do it this way. So if you've ever used a GPS system, if you think about how the GPS works, is for it to work effectively, you've got to start with putting the end destination in first. So I've got to put the address of the location of where I'm uh, uh, attempting to find. So I start with the end in mind. We do that in the course of two. We work with that. You've got to start with the end in mind on every goal. So you punch in the number, the address. Now notice, when you punch it in, you let it go. Now, meaning you don't now tell it how to get there. No, you rely on the technology to guide you. Now, here's a fascinating thing. If you're, say you're sitting in your car, you punch it in, what do you have to do next? You have to drive. Here's the even more fascinating thing. <laughs> when you drive, you can even drive the wrong way. And what it will do is recalculate the, 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 the process. You're not focused on the process. You're not focused on how. You're not focused on, do I really go down this street? Do I really not go down this street? What is down the street? Let me check down this street first. No. You step back and you let it go. That's what a lot of us have off when it comes to goal setting, is we think it's our job to set the goal and then to micromanage it. That's where the problem is. We cannot be a number one thinker when we operate that way. So the value of the basic course is going through this idea of what is our responsibility. Now, I always say this in a basic. You know, I'm getting ready to do a class here in Las Vegas, and I'm preparing for it, and, and this was coming up yesterday when I was preparing for this call also. I'm going to ask the crowd on, on, on uh, Friday, you know, how many of you have ever grown a plant? So I'll start off with how many farmers are in the room. Maybe there's a few, you know. Most of the time it's not. But I'll say, how many of you have ever grown a plant? Well, a lot of hands go up. And then I make light of it. I make a joke. Now, did you really grow a plant? And they'll look at me and I'll go, now think about it. You know, have you ever really grown a plant? And then they'll start to go, huh? And they'll start to get it. You know, we'll have fun with it. But we actually didn't grow the plant. You don't have the capacity to grow a plant. What you do have the capacity to do is to plant the seed. You know, and, and when I talk about this concept, man, I can just hear Mr. Wilhite talking about this. This is one of his favorite pieces right here. Is that's our responsibility is to plant the seed. What that means is, is to plant the goal to plant the goal into our mind, into our subconscious mind by utilizing workshops that is in a basic course. It is not to then micromanage the goal, to set the goal and let the GPS take us to the goal. It literally is, you've probably heard it before, 
is now my job is to get myself out of the way and know that it is happening, it is working, and it's oftentimes invisible, the progress, okay? So to become an unwanted thinker, first step is i got to get I'm responsible for it. So what I'm responsible for is my job is to get clear on the goal, put it in workshop, and then I'm going to end the, this talk with what to do then. But right now, to set the goal, put it in workshop. Okay, so now, setting the goal. Okay, so how do we work on setting the goal? My strong suggestion when it comes to being a number one thinker is most of your energy is you want to be working on setting the goal. This is intention, is getting, spending your time getting really, really clear on the goal and not micromanaging. Now, if you understand in the basic course, law of intention, in the basic course is called intention mechanism. It goes very simply like this. When your intention is clear, the mechanism will appear. What the law does not say is when your intention is clear and you micromanage the goal to death, then you'll achieve it. It never says that. It says when your intention is clear, the mechanism, the how-to, the vehicles, the people, the situations, the everything starts lining up once you have set the goal. So when it comes to setting goals, I think one of the problems is we actually set a mechanism versus a true goal. And I want to think we'll set a true goal. So a goal is big. It's not a how to get another one. Now, I'm not saying that you cannot focus on those. But yet, my suggestion is, when you look at setting a goal, look at, is there a goal bigger than this for me? Is this a means to an end? Is this a vehicle to another goal? Then if it's a vehicle to another goal, then what's my bigger goal? And what's my bigger goal? Now, at Principia, we had a gentleman come and do a great talk on this. Principia is after the men's and women's course. It is like, you know, the, it's the big one for PSI seminars. It's only held once a year. And there was a man, Mike Dooley, came who talked about this very, very concept. He's been with us a couple of times. And, uh, you know, he said exactly what Mr. Wilhite said. Maybe different words, but the same idea is that our job is to set the big goal and let the mechanisms and everything else handle itself. So what is your big goal? You know, if you think about that for a moment, what's a goal and then is there a bigger one than that? Like, say, for example, some people set money goals. Well, I'm going to suggest with 100% certainty there's a goal bigger than that for you. No one that I ever met wants money. No one I've ever met just wants money. We want money for something else. Well, then what is that? Well, um, I, I guess it's I, I could have liberty in my life. Well, yes. Liberty meaning to be able to go where I want to go when I want to go, to be able to do the things I want to do when I want to do them and to do them with who I want to. That's an incredible goal. And when you set a goal of that magnitude, that big, then you've opened up to the universe's ways of providing that for you versus it has to be this certain thing. It has to be a certain person. It has to be a certain amount. No. Go bigger. Set a very big goal and then let your mind, let your connection to something much larger really, really support you. Okay? So let's talk about just workshop for a moment. Now some of the people that have not attended the course, this is going to be a little bit new, even though it's, it might not be at all because it's, 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 it's 
not just PSI seminars that's ever worked on this, you know. Um, some of the greatest creators uh, always talk about their imagination, a place where they go to in their thinking. So the, we use workshop just because Thomas Edison called it workshop. You can call it anything you want to. It's a place in your mind to be creative and use your imagination. A lot of writers, a lot of authors, a lot of musicians, a lot of creators, a lot of people in the, in the computer industry always have a place in their imagination where they do some thinking, they do some dreaming. So the whole idea of workshop is that connection between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind tapped into the superconscious mind. And if you've ever heard this before, that we are all connected, then listen. If you've ever heard that before, that we are all connected, then if we are, let's just play for a second. If we are connected, then you're connected to your goal already. How's that? Think about that for a second. If everything is connected, the law of supply says that there's no shortage of anything. There's no lack of anything. There's no lack of oil. There's no lack of precious metals. There's no lack of people. There's no lack of food. There's enough food to feed everybody on the planet. It's not happening, but there is enough, and that we're all connected. Then you are connected already to your goals, and all the resources are available for you. So how do we pull that goal closer to us? That's what a number one thinker does. And they pull that goal close to them by setting it, putting it into their workshop, and then the work begins. And that's what I want to wrap this part of it with because I don't have a lot of time on this part. Uh, maybe some of it will be worked on in questions too. Once you have gotten really, really clear on the goal and you put it into your mind, you put it into your workshop, and if you've never done that before, you can do it very simply, and that is to close your eyes and to just get very, very calm, very, very relaxed. Call it meditation. Call it being peaceful. Call it resting, whatever you want. And then while you're the most relaxed is to place that goal just deep into your mind. Whether you say it out loud, you say it to yourself. Make sure that goal is huge. Make sure that goal is not a mechanism, all right? I want to be happy. I want to be wealthy. Whatever wealthy is to you, let the universe decide what wealthy is, you know? Um... If you were really happy, would it matter what you're doing? You know, I, I've, I know some people set goals that they've set money goals and they've actually achieved it. They're going through a divorce, they're drinking, their life is very tough. Yet they got the goal. I'm not sure that's, that's the path that we want to take. So what is really your biggest goal? To be happy, to be wealthy, to be an international traveler, to, be, to make a difference, to contribute? It's not, my, it's not my decision of where I'm going to contribute or how that's going to, it'll come to me. If you're doing this work, it'll, you know that. It will come to you. That's what the law of intention is. That's what I'm going to think of work with. So to put that goal deep in your mind, then the work really begins, guys, and that is our daily work. That is our daily work. It's not just put it in your workshop in a course and then go off into your world and just it's going to happen. You've got to water that seed. Mr. Wilhite talked about that. You plant your seed. You plant it in the universe. You plant corn. Corn will grow. It will, you, but you've got to nurture it. You've got to water it. You've got to take care of that seed. You've got to watch how you're thinking. Is your thinking in alignment with that dream? Is your thinking in alignment with that goal? Is your thinking that it cannot happen? If your thinking is that it cannot happen, you're killing the seed. So the daily work is the most important part. And so what I want to take you through for just a couple of moments is a way to be the most productive in one single day of your life pertaining to setting goals, being a number one thinker. So 
My thoughts here, and I, I don't want to go too far into telling anybody what to do. These are ideas. If you want to take them, go for them. But it's really how do you start your day? It's so vital to your production. How do you start your day? We can actually backtrack that a little bit. How well are you sleeping? Are you sleeping the eight hours? That is highly recommended for your body to heal, for your mind to clear. I mean, I could go into all that. I don't have the time to do that here. That would be another talk. But to get the eight or nine hours of sleep, and is your sleep deep? There's apps on your phone that will help you get a deep sleep. There's sleep cycle apps that work. They, they measure your movements. They can tell you what percent. I was at 89% last night. That's pretty good for me. I'm growing. I'm working on it. I'm at 89% sleep quality. That's where my energy comes from. I know that has a lot to do with it. Okay, so I could talk about this for days. Okay, so um, sleep well. How do you wake up? When you wake up, you wake up in one of the four cycles, alpha, theta, alpha, beta, theta, excuse me, alpha, theta, and delta are the ones that mostly are going to wake up. Beta is when your eyes are open. Alpha is when you're starting, you know, to relax and you close your eyes. Theta is when you're falling asleep, and then when you got drool all over the pill, you've been in delta. So I don't know if you've ever woke up in the morning and you feel exhausted. The reason is you woke up when you were in the delta cycle. The optimum way to wake up is in the alpha cycle, top part of the theta cycle. That's what these apps can help you do, is that can measure where you are at in your sleep and then wake you up within a 15-minute a uh, segment there. And then you always wake up in the top part. You wake up excited. You wake up ready to go. That's a great way to start the day. Then, once you're awake, one of the best things that you can do is instead of going and having coffee, okay, you might brush your teeth. You might know the bathroom. I got that. We're not going to go into detail there. Um, but one of the best things you can do is get a liter of water and drink it. Preferably not ice, ice cold. Drink a large glass of water at minimum because, one, you've been sleeping for eight hours, you are dehydrated. So flush your system. You're going to hear, if you haven't already heard about it, called something called hydrotherapy, which is solving a lot of illnesses with just water by flooding ourselves in the morning and not eating for an hour. I'm not going to go there on this talk, but just to wake up and have a lot of water in the morning and then have something to eat. I'm not saying you cannot have coffee. It's just that's one thing you do not want to start your day with is to start it with water. Now, next thing, get out a piece of paper. Get out a piece of paper and what I call it is a productivity sheet. And you can make up your own productivity sheet. But your productivity sheet is basically what is it so critical that I get done today? Now, what you're doing is you're utilizing your mind to become a number one thinker by getting your intention very clear in the morning. We've got about 60,000 thoughts a day, guys. No wonder we get up and then we work all day and then we go, man, I didn't get a lot done because sometimes our mind is all over the place because we didn't set it straight in the morning. To actually write, not don't get on a computer. Do not get on a phone. Do not get on a screen. Do not get on Facebook and find out who had coffee and went to the restroom. You don't want those thoughts in your mind in the morning. So you get out a productivity sheet. What is it mandatory that I accomplished today? Who are those people that I communicate with today? Who are those people that I'm waiting on hearing from today? Get your mind organized of what your day is going to be. Decide that before your day starts. Get your intention clear. I even, at the bottom of it, I go, how am I going to be? Now, for those of you who have gone to the Life Success course, I mean, that is really the, 
the course is, is how am I going to be? Not what I'm going to do. I've already got that on top. How am I going to be today? And I break it up into two segments. How am I going to be for myself today? Now, see, right there, you're becoming a number one thinker because you're declaring what your day is going to be versus, I don't know how my day is going to be. Number one thinkers know exactly how their day is going to be because they set it up in the morning. So today, I'm going to be courageous. Today, I'm going to be bold. Today, I'm going to be whatever it is, that I, depending on what I've got going on. Maybe it's if I'm going on vacation or if I'm starting my, you know, a day of my vacation. Then I want to be relaxed. I'm going to be calm. I still do this productivity sheet even on vacation. Okay? So... And then the next one is, how am I going to be for people today? You know, if your livelihood depends on working with people, set that intention very clear in the morning. How am I going to be for people? I'm going to be inspiring. I'm going to be challenging. I'm going to be appreciative. I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to be loving. Just depending on what your environment is, that is becoming a number one thinker. Get really clear in the morning. And then in your day, I know I'm going a little bit far on this one, but I just got to touch on this one. For your mind to work the best that it can work, what are you putting in your mouth? What food are you feeding your brain? What vitamins, what supplements, how much water, six liters of water, recommendation, if you really want to be the most productive, six liters of water. Keep your mind as positive as you can. You're going to have negative thoughts. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Probably the questions will come up. Usually it always does on that one. Um, what are you eating? My recommendation, do not wait to get sick to eat well. What if we start eating very well right now to fight off diseases when we're older, to fight off negative thinking, to fight off sabotage thinking? A lot of it depends on how you're, what you're putting in your mouth and the ways that you're thinking. You start eating healthy. 70% of your plate, look at it, is it green? You start doing that, you start getting your intention clear in the morning. You start drinking a lot of water. You start thinking more positive. I guarantee you'll see results, and you will produce the goals that you set out to produce because you've got the universe working for you, doing its part, and then you're doing your part. Number one thinker. All right, Kat, let's take some questions, please. All right. We've got some good questions here. Our first one is, what is the best method to overcome limiting beliefs? What is the best method to overcoming limiting beliefs? Okay. Um, I want to be careful on this, this question because I believe this. Our negative beliefs are there to serve us. So I, I believe I understand the question, but let me take it on this way, that instead of looking at a negative belief as a negative, I would take a look at it as, this is a belief that's coming to me right now, and it's coming to for me, not to me or not against me. Because I remember Mrs. Wilhite talking about this years ago. I'm not even sure what class it was now. Um, when I heard her do this great talk on that when we have a negative thought, that negative thought is there to tell us what we have to work on. So it's there for us. It's not there against us. So one of my negative thoughts that I had for so long was that I'm just not good enough to become an instructor. I'm not good enough to do these big things that I see people doing. And so I would have that come up. And where it would come up was when I would set some big goals, that program, that belief, that fear would come up. And eventually what I realized was that all that's there is to remind me that's what I've got to work on. And so in workshop, in your thoughts daily, when you wake up, 
fight that one. Fight that one with the opposite belief. That, and I did a talk. Now that I think about that, I did a talk on on this line about thinking. I, did, I think it was the I am. I'm not sure exactly which one it was, but that's how you do it. You combat it with the belief you want to have. And all that thought is when it keep when it comes back up, it lets you know you have not overcome it yet with the new belief that I am powerful. I am a gift. I have. I'm talented. I've got the same shot everybody else does. I'm a great man. And to focus on that way of thinking all day long and then to find results that back that up to show that I am a good man. So anytime we have a negative belief, it just lets us know that's what we've got to work on today is to take that negative belief, Mr. Wilhite would say, just take that negative belief, turn it upside down and put energy on it. Turn it upside down. I'm not good enough. I am good enough. I am great. And then to put energy on that, to water that seed, to push that, to to put a lot of energy on that. Because whenever you put your energy on it, whatever you put your attention on, it grows. And then that belief will be your primary belief. So negative beliefs, they're there for us. Okay? Okay, great. So, you know, we have a number of people on the call who have not yet been to the basic seminar. And so we have a couple of other questions that are around the same thing about limiting beliefs. So even though we do cover this quite a bit in the basic, I'm going to go ahead and go uh, with a couple of other questions on the same uh, vein here. So the next okay, one great. is how to constantly maintain the positive thought regardless of the situation. So how do you keep in the positive thinking constantly? I don't know. And when you figure that one out, let me know too. Um, <laughs> What I mean by that is that I just don't believe that that we're ever going to stay positive 100% of the time. And here's why I believe that. One, I've never experienced it. I know that I think so much different now than how I used to, yet as long as I keep dreaming, as long, and this is what I talked about earlier, whenever I set a big goal, we are going to have challenges. We are going to have challenges, and sometimes those challenges are inside of ourselves. Because if that goal is bigger than me, then I'm not going to believe it right now. I'm not going to believe it. That's what I you know. That's a great goal. And so I think we're going to be tested by our own thoughts. And all, again, that is, is that it lets us know that's where I've got to put my energy on. That's the, that's the obstacle I must overcome, is to let me hear that fear. Let me hear that negative self-talk. Let me be clear on it. Let me hear it in my mind. That lets me know right there what I've got to work on. And I'm going to go back to what I just said, was when you hear a negative thought, turn it completely upside down and put energy on that one. And say that to ourselves daily. Put that into our workshop. Have that on your productivity sheet. And you put a lot of energy on that. Remember, that one grows. So the answer to that is, I don't think we have to be positive all the time. I think there's that, you know, there's that yin and yang. We're going to have some positive times. We're going to have some negative times. But those negative times, again, are not so necessarily negative. They're not against us. They lets us know that's what we've got to work on to overcome this obstacle to get the goal. Okay, next question, Kat. Okay, next one is how do you course correct negative thoughts even when you know you need to pull yourself out of a rut? How do you course correct a negative thought? Okay. Um, I'm just going to steal this from Mr. Wilhite right now. Um, there's no other better way to say it. And that is 
to course correct. So listen to that word, course correct. What is the correct way of thinking for me? So when you set a big goal, you want to make a big difference in the world, you want to really contribute, you want a great relationship, and if it's bigger than us, we're going to have that negative talk. We're going to have those negative beliefs. And then the first step is to become aware of them, to be okay that I'm having them versus I'm not, I'm not supposed to have these. Everything is supposed to be positive. Everything is supposed to feel good. Everything is supposed to be smooth. No, it's not. It is never said that anywhere. Whenever you take on growth, it is going to be uncomfortable. It is going to be challenging. And this is where it's challenging is our own, fight, our own thinking. So course correct. If I have a negative thought, stop. This is Mr. Willite's words pretty much exactly. Stop right there. Notice the negative thought and immediately turn that thought upside down. Exaggerate it. Make that new thought big and crazy good. Crazy good. I am incredible. I attract money. I am healthy. Now, here's the work. Whenever you start doing this and you start believing something new, guess what you're going to hear in your mind? You're going to hear the old go, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're this. This is what you've believed most of your life. Now, all of a sudden, you start thinking that you are that. No, you're not. Guys, gals, that's the work. That's when you know you're really doing great work is when you hear that conversation come in. And that's letting you know right there that that's where you've got to put your energy on is, yes, I am. I am incredible. I am just like everybody else. I got the same shot everybody else does, and it's the way that I think. And I, I control the way that I think. Nobody else does. That's the one thing I can't control, so I'm going to start controlling it right now and make up a new I am. Make up a new belief. Put energy on it. Think about it through the day. Get excited about it. Look out in the world and see that that is true. That's how you course correct. Wonderful. We've got a great question here. Uh, what is the key to turning thinking into persistent, focused action towards our goals? Okay, say that again, Kat. Okay, yeah, it is. So what is the key to turning thinking into persistent, focused action towards our goals? So how do you turn your thinking into action? Got it. Uh, There's a key word that they use there, and I really, really appreciate that question. Consistent. Um, That's that's the answer right there. The answer is in the question, which is um, you've got to design a way of thinking that fits your dream, that fits your goal. So you want to have a great marriage. You've got to set up I am's. I am, if you've never done the class, is very simply just whatever you finish those two words with will be your reality. So whatever you say I am and then whatever that next word is or those next couple words, that will become your reality. So when I say you've got to set up an I am statement, you're setting up an I am statement that fits having a great marriage. So what beliefs about me can I have to ensure that I have a great marriage? I am a man of integrity. I am a man of honor. I am loving. I adore my wife. I Now, I work on that still. 
those are ones that I use in the morning. It's a tradition I have that I go through this process, just like I talked about earlier, wake up, drink a lot of water, and then start my productivity sheet. I will make a list on there of the I am statements that are conducive to me having my goals. And so the question is, you know, what's it, it, it's got to be consistent. It cannot just be think about it for a little bit and then go off and think the old way. No, it's got to be consistent, and it's got to be consistent, and it's got to be consistent. And then what happens is pretty soon, and you can most everybody in this call knows where I'm going right now because you've heard you've heard this in just about every course. Thoughts become things. Pretty soon, those thoughts, those beliefs become your reality. And pretty soon, you're going to look up, and all of a sudden, your marriage is better because who you are is better. Because you're more of integrity. You're more of honor. You're more, all of a sudden, you're more adoring. And you're like, how did I become? Well, you became that because of the work. And what I mean by the work is the consistent day-to-day thinking of how incredible you are, how incredible the world is, how incredible your wife is, how incredible your kids are. You know, there's basically two different paths we're going to walk down. We're going to see that this world is ugly, people are mean, people are dark, it's against us, or you're going to walk around the world and realize it is an incredible world and everything that's happening, everything that's occurring is supposed to be. And out of that, it is absolutely beautiful. So that's the way you do it. It's consistent, wonderful thoughts that are conducive to your dream. Okay, next question. Perfect. So this is a question I hear from a lot of people question is, I struggle with procrastination. How do I change my thinking so that it's no longer a problem? Okay, Kat, you know what? We'll cover that later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll do it tomorrow? We'll do it tomorrow. Well, I don't know. I got a lot going on tomorrow. Maybe later. I I do that in the class. How many of you procrastinate? A lot of people raise their hands and I'll say, well, we'll cover that later. Um, Here, here's something I just my thoughts on on procrastination is I don't think it's a it's a it's a bad thing I don't think it's a negative thing I, it's not it's not something I ever work on overcoming um, and, and here's why is there are times when I truly believe we are supposed to just rest for a little bit and to ground ourselves to be in relationship to I'm not so certain that we have to be on all the time. And I think procrastination is just one of those ways for us to slow down for a moment, to take a breath, to maybe meditate, to maybe turn and look at our kids a little bit different. That's how I use that desire to procrastinate inside. Now, I know I can hear some people's minds going, yeah, but can you take that to the extreme? Well, I I think we can take everything to the extreme. But I think we should all allow ourselves a little bit of procrastination. And when we feel ourselves just wanting to procrastinate, I think it's time to just take a deep breath and to just be quiet, to reflect, to chill. And what I've noticed is when 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 I have been able to do that more successful than others, when I have been able to do that, then I get real appreciative of what's around me And then when I'm appreciative, I get inspired. When I get inspired, I get moving. So it actually assists me in getting out of it, but it's yet the way to get out of it is to not avoid it and to not, it should not be here. I think it's a tool for us to use 
to just relax, calm, look around, take a breath, smell a flower. I'm not being sarcastic either. I just did this yesterday. Uh, Go to the beach, uh, look at my wife different, and out of that, then I get inspiration, and then I'm off again moving. All right? Next question, Kat. Great. Next question is, I'm failing at my basic 60-day goal, which was to prepare and eat six small meals a day. Why? Um, gosh, there could be so many things I don't know about the goal and know about your situation and know about your time management and know about your, you know, that, without knowing all that, I'm just going to go with this. Is... Uh, my, where my mind is going right now is uh, you want to eat six meals a day. What I would do on that is to go back to the philosophy. Go back to intention mechanism. Why do you want to eat six meals? Is, was that what it was, Kat, to eat six meals a day? Or yeah. eat six small meals a day. So okay. To, to prepare and eat. Small yeah. meals a day. I guess the question would be why do you want to do that? Is that a mechanism for something bigger? So I'm going to guess that it is. And I'm going to guess that it is, is that you want to be healthier. Um, not even smaller or thinner. I, I'm just talking about, let's let's go big on this. That it sounds like that your goal is that you want to be healthy. What I would do is I would put into my mind, my workshop, my thoughts, my productivity sheet in the morning, is that, is I commit to being healthy. And, you know it might not be six small meals a day for you. If you're really struggling with that, I'm going to suggest that there's a reason you're struggling. I'm not so certain if you understand more of the law is the law of least effort. If there's a lot of effort involved and there's a lot of struggle, I don't think it's supposed to be. So I would pull back, set a bigger goal, is I am committed to being healthy, and then watch what happens. There might be something else come in that you want to start doing that actually causes you to be healthier than this mechanism or this micromanage of six. They must be six and they must be small. I would say go bigger, dream bigger, and open it up. Okay. Great. I know that you. Yeah, I know that you've covered this a uh, bit throughout the call. Uh, here, this is a specific question of. Uh, what are some strategies to setting goals? Oh, good, good. Strategies of setting goals, okay? I'm going to talk for the next four hours. I'm <laughs> playing with you. I could, though. I love this. I love this topic. Um, yeah, strategies for setting goals. Why? That's first strategy. Um, what is your why? Um, one of the things that I do that I have the the absolute joy of doing is to work with companies. And when they, when I go into a company and they, they want to do things different, that's the first thing I'll work with is, is why do you want to do something different? And then I'll go to why do you do what you do? Many, many of us just don't ask why. So let me give you an example. Some people, when I, I, mean, I, I guarantee this week, you know, a couple of days when I'm going to be in Vegas, Someone in the class is going to say they want a great relationship, which is wonderful. My only thought on that is let's just stop for a moment and ask why. It's amazing when we ask ourselves why, how many blanks we draw and go, well, I, I, don't, I don't know, I'm just, I, I like relationships. Why? 
And this, that's when we're doing really, really good work is to question, why do I want to be in a relationship? Because I think the hardest part about being in a relationship with another human being is that you have to be with another human being. I think it's so much easier by ourselves. And now we want to bring in somebody else's thoughts, somebody else's dreams, somebody else's fears, somebody else's wants, wishes, desires. Now we've got to deal with all that. That is not easy to deal with. So why do we want to be in a relationship? So once we get clear that, you know what, I really love the companionship, then I tell you what, our relationships will be different. I just really appreciate sitting and, and, and conversing and talking and hearing somebody else's opinion. When we get to that level, what we can start doing is stop wanting to change people. It's one of the biggest downfalls of relationships. We get into a relationship and then want to start to change the other person. And I think it's so easy to do that when we're not really, really clear on why. So one of the best strategies for setting any goal is to ask yourself really why. Why do I want to make so much money? Do I really need to make that much money? Or is that something I read or saw in a movie that if you have a lot of money, you're happy? Or to just stop and ask yourself, why? Why do I want this? And then the next one is, what do I really want? Take a day. Take a half day. Maybe take that time when you're procrastinating to just question that. What do I really want? Really, not what society, not what parents, not what wife, not what kids, not what anybody else says you should do. What do you really want? What would be the biggest goal for you? I think there's nothing more important than that right there. It's just to ask why and to ask what do I really, really want. And then to practice the technology, practice the tools, practice workshop, practice those daily thoughts. And let the universe, let, let me give you an example of exactly the strategy. Um, when I started working with this idea, and I was at Principia when I really started working with this a couple of years ago, when the question was, what do you really want? Not what you're supposed to have. What do you really want? And one of the things that I've wanted and always wanted for a long time is to just affect this planet, is to make a difference, make a difference in this world. And by the time that I leave and I meet my my God, my maker, my whatever, I think that's going to be questioned for me. What did I do? Did I contribute? And I want to. And so when I started working with this is that's what I got really clear on, is that I want to contribute, I want to make a difference with my strengths, my passion, my, my talents, whatever they are. I want to make a difference. And I didn't go any further than that. I ended right there and started putting that into workshops. That's a strategy right there. It's a workshop. Put it into your mind. Put it into your thoughts. I want to make a difference. I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to make a difference. Not one day, every day. You might miss one. That's fine. But before I go to bed, I can pop back in there. Did I make a difference? Did I matter today? Did I affect anybody's life? And in the morning, on my productivity sheet, I'm here to make a difference. And what the idea behind workshop and intention is, is that that's my goal. When my intention is clear, the mechanism will always appear. So what happened? I met this woman. Um, this was literally like four weeks after I started doing this specific one about making a difference. I met a woman who came to the classes and said that this work must be done with kids that are struggling with addiction. 
And I'd never even thought about that before. I knew that that was obviously an area of the world where there was concern. I never saw myself doing that. When I got my intention very clear, the mechanism came to me. And I tell you what, I do that work now with kids that are they're struggling with heroin, and, and mostly in Orange County, California. I don't know if I've ever done anything that's more fulfilling than that. I don't think I've ever been happier than I am right now working with these kids. My point to that is I didn't go make that happen. I didn't micromanage it. What I did was I did the strategies. I did the work of I'm here to make a difference. Use me. Find a place where my talents will work, and I guarantee it'll come. I probably went too long on that, cat, but that's, that's very important to me. Absolutely. Well, I think we have time for just one last question here. So uh, let's see. How to change to be a number one thinker when you catch yourself in the other thinking patterns? Got it. Um, I think one laugh at ourselves, uh, honestly, is that when we go into, I don't have any goals right now, instead of beating ourselves up, beating ourselves up, I mean, I was at a course, I can't even remember what course it was, it was at a Principia, I heard Deepak Chopra, I believe, yes it was, hang on, it's come. okay, it's Deepak Chopra, they said one of the fastest ways to diminish your power is to beat yourself up. Blame, shame, or guilt. And I know I used to do it a lot. And I never knew that it was the, why I was literally powerless for many years of my life. I felt that way anyway. Um, the last thing we want to do is ever beat ourselves up for finding ourselves in one of the other categories. So I, I believe this. I believe that when we are a number four thinker, I think for some reason we're supposed to be. And I'm not even sure the reason, other than I think it's a call for us to just look up, look around. I've taken a break for a moment, not beat myself up, and to slow down and to look around and to appreciate what I have. Then again, like I said, I always get inspired by that, and then I'm up moving again. So if I find myself in the number three, which, believe me, I find myself there often, it's not a bad place. What I mean by that is when I'm in the number three mode, man, I can come up with all kinds of ideas. That's what we do in number three. I could do this, I could do this, I could do this, just crazy amount of ideas. And I think when I'm there, there's some reason for me to go there, whether it's to get creative, whether it's to get a lot of ideas going, then what I've got to be aware of is what I'm doing, though. Is I okay, I get it. I see where I'm at right now. I'm supposed to have all these crazy ideas. Now, am I supposed to take one of them and move it now toward the number one thinker? So it's like getting out of number one thinker, coming into the other ones, picking up a great idea or goal, and then moving it over to number one. That's how I play with it. So I never beat myself up and go, there's, there's got to be a reason for this. And then even the number two thinker, when I go there and I start looking at all the things that could go wrong, again, I step into, I'm here for a reason. It's not like I'm a bad person. It's not supposed to be happening. Darn it, why is this happening? No. I think there's something for me to be aware of. I think there's something for me to look at and to see it and maybe put a little bit more energy on because it will cause me to see something that I'm not seeing sometimes. But I've constantly got to realize that and go, okay, what's the value of being here? Let me take that value and now move. 
versus just staying stuck in it. So it goes back to that awareness, being aware of what I'm doing. See that there's value always in every fear, in every obstacle, in everything. There is value. There's good in everything. To find that good and then to take that good into the number one. All right, Kat? Great. Well, we do have a few minutes left um, so that it, it would be great if you could wrap up the call and give us, you know, the highlights, a few takeaway points uh, from how to be a number one thinker. Okay. In uh, wrap up, let me just go through a little, you know, if you will, a list of, of, um, of, of points. One, I am responsible for my results. Um you know, you'll find that on, on, on a lot of work out there. Uh, I was just reading the 17 distinctions of very wealthy people uh, and, and, and very poor people. The very first one, and I'm not joking or think I made this up. I did not. The very first one is a very wealthy person understands that they are responsible for their life and their outcome, and someone who is very poor understands that it all happens to me. So it, it's everywhere out there if you just look for it. So the first one is, is I am responsible. The second one is what I'm responsible for when it comes to goal setting. And number one is to dream big. How big can you go? Utilize the technology of our mind and our connection that when our intention is clear, the mechanism will always appear. My job is to get clear on it, put it into my workshop, water it, nurture it, take care of it. Okay? Next one. Now that I've done that, Get moving, just like the GPS. For it to tell you where to go, you've got to get moving. And even if you move in a wrong direction, well, you know what? There cannot be a wrong direction because it will reroute you. So what I mean by that in everyday life is if you've got a goal to open a business, you've got a goal to get in a relationship, get that very clear in your mind. Why? We talked about that. Why do I want this? Put it in your mind. Put it in your workshop. Nurture it. Water it. Talk to it every day. Get yourself in thinking alignment with that, and then get out in the world and open your mouth. That's what I mean by get in the car and drive. You cannot talk to a wrong person. If you're talking to people about your goal, yes, there's going to be some people shoot it down. It's okay. I think, again, they're there, and they say those things for us to get stronger about our belief that, yes, it can. I think, again, they're there for a gift. So to open your mouth. Talk to people. Let people know that you want a date. Let people know that you're thinking about opening a business. When you put yourself into the universe, the universe can absolutely support you, okay? So to be responsible, get your intention clear, just like the GPS, get moving. And then the last one is set up your day. I cannot stress this enough, guys. Set up your day in the morning. Get up, sleep well, wake up. Flood yourself with water, eat really healthy, take the supplements, get rid of allergies, whatever foods you have that you're allergic to that gets the unwanted weight on, the puffiness, the uncomfortableness. For example, I got off gluten just to see what would happen. I lost 25 pounds, and it's off, and I feel incredible. I never knew that I was sensitive to it. I, I'm not saying I am completely off of it. I'm about 90%, so I have some every once in a while, yet it doesn't affect me because it's very clear that I want it to be the most effective in a day. So take care of your day, take care of your body, take care of your mind, and everything else will take care of you. That's it. Great. This was really an amazing call. Uh, I have all sorts of notes. Uh, thank you so much, Tim, for, for being here with us tonight and sharing your insights and your wisdom. 
Well, Kat, thank you. Um, Jane Wilhite, thank you. Tom Wilhite, thank you for giving me this this wisdom and this knowledge and then asking me to deliver it. It really is an honor. It uh, it has just made my week. Thank you very much, Kat. And thanks, everybody, on this call. I appreciate it. I will see you in a class someday soon. All right. And definitely a thank you to everyone listening in. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's call. It's scheduled for Tuesday, June 10th. You can register now at psiteleseminars.com. And remember to ask your questions in advance when you register. Again, that's psiteleseminars.com. As many of you know, we post live updates during the call on our Facebook page, and we love having your input. Go to facebook.com forward slash psiseminars and share your thoughts. Uh, Let us know what you got out of the call and how you're going to implement all of this in your life. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our courses as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psiseminars.com. Again, thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night. Good night.